Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today on this Monday. It's weird. We don't we're record. No, we're not supposed to do this on a Monday. <laughs> this is awkward. I don't like it. It's also been like... It's been like three weeks since we recorded. It's been longer Four than weeks. that. It's, it's been, been like, like a month. month. <laughs> doesn't matter. What matters is we're here and we watched Sonic the Hedgehog for you, the one listener. <laughs> we, Green did, gorilla. we did it for you and and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna bitch about it for two hours i actually kind of like it it wasn't it wasn't bad i think i think we might actually uh say a lot of nice things about this movie it wasn't as if, aw- I'm, if i'm being honest it wasn't as awful as i thought it was going to be okay f- to, to start how, did you predict that you would like it uh, no, but I did say I really appreciate this movie for the knowledge of the fact that the internet overpowered the creators. The internet, if you don't know and you didn't follow the whole... You lived under a rock. Fiasco. The internet bitched such a fit about the animation of the like of how Sonic originally looked in the movie that they redid the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, they probably... They... They just had to go through and take his teeth out and replace them with not awful teeth. No, did you see how he looked originally? Because he did not look like that. Oh God, I don't remember. It look. It's it's. You need to look it up. Cause it was things of nightmare fuel. I hated it. I hated it. I signed the petition and then I didn't go see it in theaters because <laughs> I suck ass. So come at me if you want to. I didn't have money or time when Sonic came out. Oh, that's right. He had like human eyes. That's right. He looked like a like a person. It was weird. He had person teeth, fuzzy face, and person eyes. And it that was, was weird. Terrible. It was weird. That was terrible. I remember watching it and going, and his quills in the back looked weird. Good. It was it was just weird. He was weird. He didn't look like Sonic. Yeah, redoing his whole face was a good production idea. Ten out of ten. The internet decided that they needed to redo his whole face, and so they redid his whole face. The internet said... The internet said, you better not do our boy like that. You want us to go see your damn movie? (laughs) Because that's not... You can't can't do our boy like that. So I think it was just one of the, like... It's happened more frequently now, but I think that was, like, one of the first times where literally the internet threw such a fucking rebellion that they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> we'll fix it. So, I don't know. I just... So, I, I appreciate this movie in that regard. Um, yeah. I can see it in the trivia on the trivia, IMDb. The character's original designer, Naoto Oshima, and Yuji Naka, former head of the Sonic team, said both of them disliked Sonic's appearance in the original trailer, and they were fucking right. The first trailer caused a massive, massive fan backlash. And they were like, oh, all right, well, we'll, we'll change that. So yeah, that was, I, I didn't think that I was going to like it. I was fully prepared to not like it, mainly because I've had such a, I think Alvin and the Chipmunks was the last childhood movie rendition thing that I liked. And as far as video game renditions, like as video games turning into live action movies or even animated movies, I haven't found one that I've liked. So yeah, no, I was genuinely surprised at how good this movie was. So I yeah. agree. That was my first note was I just really appreciate this. It the, the shockingly good. It was a really I think good. that's how I would describe it. Um Okay. I think we should just ping pong back and forth because right. that was my first note. So you my first note was that the opening sequence was super cool with the video game montage and shit because it was like all the old Sega games. Like there was uh, Yakuza. I saw I saw all the Sonic games. And just this little animation for Sega, which was really cool. Loved that. Uh, and then I said, "Baby Sonic is adorable." I said, "Baby Sonic is just a head." <laughs> That's also true. It was just like a head on top of a tiny body. I also put. And spelled wrong. Baby Sonic is a cocky asshole. <laughs> oh, I wrote, uh, Sonic for sure accidentally got his mom killed. Of course we watched after the credits. We're not, we're not amateurs. Um, yeah. man. Then, uh, I, my next note is that ring portals were a thing now. Because ring portals 
aren't a thing. They are. They are? Well, when you get to the end of a level, you go through, like, a ring and jump to the next level. They just took that mechanic and, like... Now, my history of Sonic games starts with Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and sort of progresses from there because that was, like, the new hot Sonic game when I was a kid. And that's not a thing in that game. You just get to this giant floating ring and you you touch it. And uh, that, you know... I think there's been different iterations, but um, and I couldn't tell you what my first Sonic game was, and I definitely didn't play them in order. Um, but I do know that there are renditions of Sonic where you jump through... Or, like, you fly through a ring at the end, and then... All right. Um, yeah, you either go to a bonus level. It's kind of like the pipes in, in Mario. Mario. You either go to a bonus level or you go to the next level. All right. Um, my next note was, why do people always give bad advice to heroes? Er, like, <laughs> i.e. Elsa, conceal, don't feel. And yeah. then, like, Sonic, never stop running. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we just constantly give these, like, young childhood like people with amazing powers these really awful advice and like from their caregivers and then they grow up and constantly get fucked over by it so i don't know i just i feel like we keep saying like these things and i'm like to impressionable children that they're gonna warp and twist in their head and i don't know i feel like we keep telling these like people with these amazing powers these things that shouldn't like they're bad it's bad advice just Full stop bad advice. <laughs> I can't deny that. That's bad advice. Um, I didn't make another note until James Marsden was doing his... Uh, oh, he was doing his monologue at the Speed Trap. And I wrote, James Marsden is funny, but he's forcing the funny. And that inherently is not funny. I wrote, this is why we should defund the police. Because <laughs> he was just sitting there doing nothing. I'm in Barbados. For on a yacht so many with Rihanna. I, like I get he's in a small town and there's nothing happening and that's the trope. But I was just like, this is why we should defund the police. That was my it's immediate amazing. goal. Uh I my next note is that Sonic gave that tortoise a whole complex. Uh I had one before that that was Sonic beating his high score is hilarious, but he still sucks at listening and not being discovered. Because he just kept doing... And he also sucks at... I mean, like, he was given bad advice, but he also sucks at the advice because he was told to never stop running. And he's he literally stopped and he just lived there. Yeah, he's literally been in that town for, like, ever. But yeah, he just... He keeps, like, doing shit that's gonna get him caught. I mean, Crazy Carl saw him, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He... We go, like... It, the, the opening of this movie felt like a bunch of different, like, not conjoined scenes happening. And it would be like a scene would happen, and then another scene would happen, and then another scene would happen. And you know that they're supposed to tie together, but they don't tie together smooth. Like, they put a lot more effort into producing the back half of the movie rather than the front half of the movie. I made a note about that, too. I don't know. I, just, I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, Do you have a note about the movie? I just wrote down The Donut Lord. Oh, I wrote, uh... Because that's hysterical to me. Sonic saved a turtle, but his socks are gross. Who cares? I did. They just Why? Were, they were, like, yellow, and they're, it was, it was, like, he's I had, understand... He's, he's had one pair of socks. I know, but they were gross. I know that, like, we're supposed to feel bad, especially later on when he, like... When he gets children's shoes? Yeah, and he, like, they look at his feet, and they're like, his poor feet, and all I was just like, those socks are gnarly, dude. He stole all this other shit. He couldn't steal a fucking new pair of socks. That's um, not. And then I, st- I also made a note that everyone decided to use Don't Stop Me Now in their media at the same time. And then I wrote Umbrella Academy did it better. <laughs> I think it's because the Queen movie came out and suddenly every rem- everyone remembered Queen was a fucking thing. And then yeah, everyone yeah. put that song in everything like i have not the biopic came out and everyone was like well gotta use the queen library now like i just i've heard don't stop me now in so many things as of late that i'm like it's almost making me not like the song (laughs) because i've just i've heard it so much and in so many and it's always like in the same type of scene and it's just so yeah it's in five years it'll be a trope it'll be a trope that people do um 
I wrote that Sonic simply wants friends, but, like, what happened to all of Sonic's old friends? Right? Where the fuck? Well, I mean, I and, know. Okay, we... this is going to tie into the end of the movie. Yeah. Because I expected the last scene of the movie, and we're going to fucking spoiler alert. Uh, if you're here and you're new here, welcome. Spoilers are right now, so just, like, mute for a little bit. I don't know. Um, at the end of the movie... There's a, you get fun credits, right? There's always the fun credits, and then there's the end credits scene, and then there's the not fun credits, where they just roll credits. Um, the end credits scene here, uh, part of it involves Tails, everyone's favorite Two-Tail Fox, uh, who appears and is tracking Sonic, right? We don't know how, we don't know why, we don't know how he knows Sonic, we don't know if he knows Sonic... We in our hearts as gamers know that Sonic should know Tails, and Tails should know Sonic. Well, like, they're all from the same universe originally. Right. So. But Sonic didn't grow up there, according to this new timeline. That's true. So if Sonic, Sonic's a five-year-old, maybe, Max a five-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. Who accidentally kills his mom, has been kept secret, hidden away. And then gets chased off, disappears through a ring, and lives in Green Mountain, Montana. I mean, he Green went, Hills, Montana. He went to several other planets. If you look at his little chart before he ended up at Earth. All right, so he skips around a bunch, and then we start basically ten years later on Earth. No indication that he's ever met his friends that he's supposed to have, right? Which is dumb to me because. If you're going to cash in on something as huge as Sonic, it doesn't make sense to only cash in on Sonic when you have a bunch of highly influential, highly interesting side characters that roll with Sonic that you can add in for more money, but you'll make more money. I think that's what they're doing. Because, like, it, they didn't want to blow their whole load on that first movie. So right, like, but then they showed the first run of it, and tails. everyone was like, how about you fucking don't? <laughs> they dropped Tails in at the end, and then was like, hey, just you wait. Just I, you I would, wait. I would love to just you wait. But it it's, this, it's the same thing where you read a book, someone makes a movie of the book, and you go, that's not fucking right. Yeah, I know. Sonic always had friends so the plot line not in the original green girl even said it too the well original. yeah he didn't have friends except tails but he had tails true even if if you wanted to roll it right with the original where sonic was friends with tails then you just have to mention tails one time in the mass of the runtime of the movie before the end credits scene and then you drop in tails and you like you make the connection. It all makes sense. Everyone is like, ah, you were to bring back Tails. But now you've entered into a new world where we don't know if Sonic knows Tails. We don't know if Knuckles is there. We don't know if Amy's there. We don't know if any of these characters are fucking real. We don't know if any of these characters fucking exist. We know Tails exists because they showed him. But we don't, like, we don't know anything else. And you, you're, you're left disappointed. I was disappointed what? because we could have had more and instead we're left with question. I don't want to go watch the next movie. I What I would have done if I were to just, and I can give you exactly what you want and keep the movie almost the exact same, is I would have shown Tails and Sonic hanging out together in the original world mm -hmm. and then Tails getting left behind with, the owl so it's almost like this is did tail survive did tail so not survive we right. don't know and then he pops up back at the end of the movie and you're like yeah you made it and then they can reunite that'd be cool but that's not what happened <laughs> um chat is saying something heinous me i will have to go look that up because i don't i'm gonna fact check that shit right now we're looking I'm gonna that fact up. Check uh, that for shit those of you that right are listening now. later our chat has said knuckles was one of the creatures at the beginning that killed the owl and i need to know if that's a thing because knuckles is one of my favorites actually okay yeah who's your favorite sonic character go knuckles knuckles i like <laughs> i like tails but i like the ability to fly over shit 
Uh, stall for me. Um, my next note. What my next note was Sonic wastes ring to complain about mushrooms, as we established through the movie that if you use a ring, it just goes away. It's done, and he just threw one up to fucking be like, God, I hate mushrooms. Like, and I think I wrote this later that Sonic sucks at economics because he just keeps fucking wasting rings, like. I just, I, once we, and I didn't know it then, but I wrote it just in case I was right, and I was right, so the rings are one use, and he just fucking threw it there to be all like, son, like, I really hate mushrooms. Like, fucking, you don't know how many times you're gonna have to run, dude. Save your fucking rings. Um, James is still researching. Um... Sonic is also a dick to Crazy Carl. Like, an absolute dick. And, like, he, if you uh, have seen the movie, he runs through, they do this montage of, like, Sonic and the town and all the people he knows and how he knows them and how he interacts with them. And the only person who knows Sonic exists is Crazy Carl, which is what they call him, not me. And so Sonic goes and sets off all his traps and then taunts Carl and gets Carl trapped in one of his own traps. And he says that he does this frequently. Like, why are we just, why are we fucking with Carl? Why are we making Carl out to be this freaking bad guy? It looks like it could be that that is the case. It could be that Knuckles is in the weird mass prep. But the thing is, is that at the beginning of the games, Knuckles was manufactured by Robotnik and was an antagonist. True. And then he turned on Robotnik with Sonic and Tails. So, I mean, they could be building for that. And if they are, they sprinkled just the right amount of clues in for that, which is cool. Or they but sprinkled fully, enough to be like, fully we did never not said that. notice that any of that weird tribe in the beginning of the movie that kills the bird uh, was Echidna's. Fully didn't know. Yeah, I didn't pay enough attention to that part, Didn't honestly. see. It was very motion shaky, like movies are. Like action hero movies are. They're all shaky. Let's um, see. Where am I on my notes? I talked uh, about Crazy Carl. I talked about the wrong cake. I talked about... Uh, you didn't talk about the wrong cake. Oh, uh, well... Let's see. You talked about the Donut Lord was the... And then he wants friends. What about oh, yeah, his old yeah. friends? So, yeah, wrong, wrong cake. cake. Uh, I kept a predicted joke counter. I totaled it four of these big, biggish jokes that are like scene wide reveals uh, that I spoke out loud before it happened and I was right. And. Uh, Can attest. The. Uh, the first one was that the cake that the Govern brings up is the wrong cake. Because it was on fire, and I was like, that's not good. Wrong cake. And she pulled out the right cake, which was hysterical. Um, girlfriend or wife? It's wife. wife, right? Mm-hmm. Wife, yeah. I wrote girlfriend more like in a girlfriend. Oh, like in a sassy way. Yeah. I see you. Um, my next note was, I'm tired of the trope where anime- animated characters find someone who doesn't want anything to do with them and disrupts their entire existence for no fucking reason. And then right after that, I wrote, I'm fucking old. Oh, I wrote that the policeman fully steals Wi-Fi. <laughs> Which is a whole crime. I literally... It's not, like, a big crime, but it is a crime. I just, I... As a kid, like, it was my dream to, like, have something like this happen. But now, as an adult, I just think of all the money and time and effort these fucking creatures from other worlds cause people. Like, the Smurfs and Alvin and Sonic. Talk about the first one, Enchanted. Like, an enchanted, all this shit of people coming from other fucking worlds, messing fucking shit up, disrupting <laughs> people's lives who were perfectly fucking happy, uh. and, ugh, just like, what, like, I know they're happy afterwards, too, and it all ends up happy ending, but it's just annoying. You're annoying. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris didn't deserve that shit. <laughs> what? He was, he was in the Smurfs movie. Oh. I was like, we're talking about Sonic. <laughs> no one deserves a random creature from another world to come in and turn them into a national terrorist. Um, my notes are a bit behind yours. Go for it. Catch uh, up. Who leaves equipment back after a playoff game of Little League? 
Oh, no, I was just saying that in general. I'm not... Oh, you were saying that in general. I thought you were up at the point where, where they Sonic catch up. No, because I, my next... Associated. I My next note was about the cake, too. I said, girlfriend, uh. be supportive, af. Probs till tiny blue hellion, then she thinks he's crazy and new job creating too much pressure, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what happened, so... I was wrong. I was wrong in a prediction, guys. And then I put Mike Wazowski. Right, because their last name's Wachowski. Because his name's Tom, Tom, Thomas Mike Wachowski. And I just could not stop the entire time. They were like, Mike Wachowski. And I was like, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> so, and I don't know if that was like on purpose or like if there was like an old Pixar animator on the team or something and they like wanted to make like a joke. But the directors who made the. Uh... Oh, what is the fucking name of the movies called? I can't remember. Keanu Reeves is in them. Matrix? Yeah, the Matrix movies are made by the Wachowskis. Um, so maybe it's a director on director crime. Uh, or like, because <laughs> there's like lots of like, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't, I don't know. know. That would be kind of funny. That'd be a funny call out. And I said, I also said, where are Sonic's real friends? Tails can fucking fly. And I don't know why I said Tails can fucking fly, but I felt like it was useful in the moment. That's not. It's not useful. Um, and then I got to baseball. So you right. said, why is who, baseball? Who leaves equipment back after a playoff game? I played Little League. My brother made it to a championship. I never made it to a championship. But there is no way in hell you leave your bat bag with your helmet, your bat, your gloves, your extra shit, your, your, your sunflower seeds and your other bag of sunflower seeds and your other bag of sunflower seeds that you actually eat. There's no way in hell you leave any of that shit at the fucking ballpark. After your game is done, you take all that shit home. I also wrote, "Why are baseball, uh, the baseball field lights still on?" And also, Sonic is way too brazen. Very brazen, disillusioned entirely in his sadness. Uh, do you have any more notes about baseball? Not about baseball, but I do have manufactured sadness. Still sadness, which is what happens right before he uh, pops the whole world. I said, how many times has Sonic played baseball by himself? Because he has a full regiment and set of characters <laughs> that <laughs> seem reoccurring. And then I'm like, how long did it take Sonic to realize he was alone? Because he came to that, like, realization right then and then got upset. So I was like, did it really take you ten fucking years? Like, It was, it was probably like a slow drip into insanity. Sonic's an insane character in this film. He's insane. He, He's gone completely he is, insane. Yeah. Then I, all, I wrote about exploding the world has sonic always been zappy i wrote sonic literally emp'd a section of the country and also a satellite which is not something i think he wouldn't be able to do but it's interesting to see that happen because i didn't i never seen that happen before but in my game sonic was never zappy i yeah i couldn't i'm i know he gets super powerful when like he like spins into his ball, but I know I always thought that was more like a friction based thing, not like a Sonic is electric thing. So, um, I also wrote the phone lines wouldn't be working. Yeah, that shit. The landlines is like the most atrocious. Also, cell towers functioning. What? The landlines land in a lines, small town. Landlines would be down and cell towers would be down. There's no way in hell you would be able to call anyone also, to have any of that dialogue, which is funny. Landlines in 2021, question mark? <laughs> right. Um, I didn't write anything else until I wrote small town cop is bad at copping. I wrote, how is this town going to survive without this fuck? Like, because he's oh, going yeah, to get his new Martin. job, yeah. and he's, like, the guy's like, who do I call? What do I do? And I was like, what the fuck are y'all gonna do when he leaves, because... I don't know. That was when I talked about him being bad. Uh, I wrote, what is even happening with the government and Robotnik? Because that fucking scene where there's, like, a small weird. conference room, and there's, like, nine people with a bunch of decoration and a couple of, like, business suit types talk about how they don't want to but for sure are going to bring in dr robotnik to deal with whatever went on up there never in ever would the united states government go you know what we need someone else to take care of this 
Never will that fucking happen. No, but it's... Absolutely not. It's a trope. I mean, you've got Suicide Squad. It's like the thing now to prove, like, that the government is incapable in movies, which is funny. Uh, It's funny because it's true. Um... And there's always, like, the other <laughs> behind-the-scenes people that are actually, like, doing shit, so... Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was just so... It was weird. It was terribly scripted, is what it was. Yeah, it, it was It was a scene weird. that didn't need to happen the way it did, but it happened, and it was awful, and I didn't like any of it, and it was just frustrating. It was what just a, really awkward. I wanted scene. to write a note about it, but I couldn't figure out why I was, like, upset. And it was weird that he was, like... I don't want to call Robotnik, but we're going to. We have to. And, like, they kept going, are you really going to? And he's like, I don't want to, but I have to. After he just spent, like, ten minutes talking about Robotnik and how good Robotnik was. And then he was like, I don't want to call him. And I'm like, which is it? You gotta pick one. I don't want the Taliban to work with us. I also wrote, uh, how, hair, how? With a lot of exclamation. Because there was one... Sonic oh, quill. Oh yeah, the single quill. In that guy's house. Even though Sonic was nowhere near there when he found it. It was right after the right? power went out and it was glowing in his house and I was like wouldn't there just be like a dozen or more of them just scattered about the town? Yeah. Especially at the baseball diamond? Like it was just weird that there was just and it, it doesn't make any sense that it would And it was inside that dude's house after Sonic was nowhere near there. He doesn't He's also not shown going into the house initially. So it's uh doesn't make any sense how that got there. It was just confusing. And then Regardless, I said, that happened way later. I've got a bunch of notes between then and now. Go for it. Uh, I wrote Jim Carrey is going to carry this movie. Uh, nope, we're you keep not remembering how things happen because Sonic's hair was found right after the power, and then was, oh, by James Morrison. I yeah. thought you were talking about when Robotnik found. No, it. I wrote Sonic and Robotnik could be friends, and then I wrote Jim Carrey is still a fucking treasure. Jim Carrey will forever be a treasure. I also uh, wrote something about Sonic's explosion that says, Things I have learned from children's movies is emotions are too powerful and children shouldn't be allowed to feel. That's not accurate, but that's what movies are trying to tell me between Elsa and (laughs) Sonic and everything else. I'm like, why are we harshing people's emotions so much? (laughs) Truly. Especially child children like turmoil motions are just being so like overblown and shown to be like really powerful awful things i think some uh some millennials are dealing with some because this movie was i wrote this note later but the movie was diff- definitely written by a millennial at least one millennial was on the writing team and i think there's some trauma they're working through <laughs> they're dealing with something um they're robotnik does robotnik things I put, I put Robotnik as a spoiler dick to whoever hasn't finished Charlotte's Web. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about they, that. They, they cast Neil McDonough to play that that uh, that officer, and then they didn't use him at all. They just made him stand there and let Jim Carrey do shit. <laughs> it's just such a tragedy. You could have got any fucking like straight face guy you could find and you you spent the money to get neil mcdonough out and you didn't let him act you just made him stand there what an insane scene it doesn't make any sense uh i wrote stone hates his life yeah <laughs> officer stone hates his agent, life. agent stone agent stone hates his life um and then i james had a joke tally counter for jokes he got correct i had an eye roll counter and this was my first one which was zoom and enhance Oh, when he enhanced the foot? Yeah. I just... Uh, I'll allow it because he's got future technology. He doesn't even have future technology. He's just got Robotnik technology. Because we're in present day. It's just... Uh, zoom and enhance. Blah. Done. I asked why her sister was such a bitch. I wrote, her sister is a bitch! And there's, her... there's no... There's uncalled for... Alright, alright, alright. They've never explained it either. She's just a bitch to be a bitch. You can have an extraordinarily antagonistic familial relation in a movie. See, uh, what is the the comedy with uh, Ben Stiller? Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers. Both of those movies. You can do that. But you have to explain it. If you do that and don't explain it, then people will sit there in the theater and go, why is she like this? And you have an actress in a movie who acts like a fucking psychopath for the entire time she's on screen, and no one identifies with her at all. And they're like, ha she's the worst. 
That sucks. No one wants that. That sucks. It sucks and it's bad and it's lazy writing. Give, give me a reason for that antagonistic relationship to exist. Um, I also wrote that Sonic and I handle emergency packing the same way. Because he was like, <laughs> I like literally anyone's like, they do those things all the time where they're like, you're doing emergency preparedness to things in school mm. and stuff. And they're like, what five items would you grab? And I was like, every time I was like, uh, ooh, mm. Like, and I cannot pick, and that's basically what Sonic did for us all, like, in his world, probably, like, milliseconds, but in our world was, like, two minutes of, he was like, I need this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and only the essentials, and I'm literally, I, I, I would do the exact same thing. This is how I die. Actually die in, like, a fire or was something. Was that, like, two minutes game? Was that 60 seconds game? Yeah, no, see, not good at that, not good at that in real life. In the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, you need water, and you need food, and you need a radio, and in real life, I'm like... Okay. But what, what realistically can I carry? Well, I need a hat. What would survive the fall if I chucked it off the balcony? <laughs> like, how much can I get out of this house in, an, in, in a good amount of time here? <laughs> like, um, I'm not going to lie, stuffed animals, I'm just taking them all and throwing them over the balcony and I'll pick them up the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> and then... I'll probably get the filing cabinet because that has like my our marriage license and stuff in it. I don't know. I uh, see. This is the problem. You fully derailed yourself. I'm back. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I wrote that the rings don't have rules that make sense. Okay, explain. Because I kind of got the rules. I didn't get the rules until Sonic explained the rules because that's what you're supposed to do when you have rules about a thing that doesn't make sense. Is you need a character to explain it or show a way that it works. Sonic throws a ring in the beginning and it opens to a mushroom world. I don't know if that ring is the only ring that opens to the mushroom world. I don't know if he has a couple of them that lead there. I don't know how it works. Eventually, Sonic explains that you have to think about the place you want to go when you throw the ring and you'll go through the ring to that place, right? Which feels very much like the li- uh, the, uh, 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 the first book in the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, oh, Magician's Night. Yeah, that one, because the, the rings, you know? Um, Those work completely differently, though. Oh, totally different system, but that's why I was partially confused. Because okay. I've done a bunch of things with rings, and none of it's ever the same. Nobody has the same rules. But, like, he dropped a ring at San Francisco, and they, like, they give you the clues as to how it's supposed to work. He sees this, he sees San Francisco on the shirt, and he drops the ring, and it opens to San Francisco. And, like, they give you the clues, but they never tell you, and people are stupid. So when they go back, they'll go, oh, how could I miss that? But on a first viewing, people are going to go, I don't know how any of this shit works, and it's annoying. And that's what I did. I said, I don't know how any of this shit works, and it's annoying. I wrote, Sonic knows what he needs to do, but refuses to do it, and that's the only reason the entire fucking movie happens. Like he uh, knows. That's a dumb note I wrote. I was like, he knows that he needs to go to the fucking mushroom planet, and he just sits there and goes, I don't wanna. And then that's why. And that's why the movie happens. And that's why the movie happens, and it's annoying. Uh, I wrote that a millennial wrote this movie and gave all the best lines to Jim Carrey, but I also know that they let Jim Carrey do whatever he wanted to on set, basically. They were like, here's the scene. Go, Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey did uh, what every improv and stand-up comedian is best at and made the movie a million times better than it ever could have been if someone wrote his lines for him. I wrote the... uh, My next note is the cataclysmic amount of bullshit. And I literally don't remember what it was about. But I was so angry. I remember you told me you wrote it down and I was like, I don't remember anything really like insane bullshit happening so far. What happened? Well, no, like, I couldn't think of anything that was, like, cataclysmic bullshit. No, but and you what told did I me, write the note? Oh, you wrote it about some, like, it's probably something that got yada yada. Something where we just jump weekly from one plot point to another plot point without a bridge in between. I don't know. Probably? I don't know. It was my second eye roll moment, though, which was the cataclysmic amount of bullshit that had to happen to make... Like something like the it was right after Sonic knows what to Oh it was the fucking rings. It was him going San Francisco falling. The rings going through like his little bag of rings going through the open portal, falling on top of a building, the uh, ring yes. portal closing, Sonic's unconscious, and I was just like, the amount of 
fuckery to make them go on this fucking road trip. Like, the, it was cataclysmic amounts of bullshit. He's in the garage. He sees him. Trank. Booms. Ah, San Francisco. Psh. Lands on top of a building. Also, no one finds it for two days. Why is there a door that opens up to that portion of the roof? Why does that portion of the roof have rocks on it? There's lots of things I need to know about San Francisco. The cataclysmic amount of bullshit that made this movie happen in that moment was just like... Tangible, even. Uh... Robotnik's got a bit of an ego. I wrote a bunch of like really generic notes when I started really enjoying the movie. I was I I had a lot of issues with just certain parts of the movie. So my next note was uh so- Sonic was walking fine from the train like when he got out of the cage and everything till it was comedic for him not to and then he just fell over. Yes. Like he was at the window, he was moving around and then suddenly he's like my legs feel like spaghetti and he just fell over and I was like and then he was walking fine, like, in the next scene, and he was going up to the attic, and I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, Robotnik's got a bit of an ego, but that, of course. And Sonic's an idiot, but of course. And then the next note I have is about Fluffy Sonic, which is a, a ways away. So what do you have? I wrote, small town got a small town in regards to, um... The police officers? Yeah, well, no, just Robotnik showing up, and he's like, oh, yeah, my name, my friend... I forgot what friend Steve. We're gonna call him Steve. My friend Steve over Spencer. at the electric. Spencer. Spencer at the electric. Oh yeah, company. Spence. And he's like, my Great friend guy. Spence works at the gas company. And I was like, all right, small town. Like, way to flex your small town knowledge. But then I wrote the note. A millennial wrote this movie, and I wrote Robotnik is a dick to small towns because he just sits there and goes <laughs> po dunk banjo playing blam and like does this whole monologue oh, about small town. Chuck Bowen is in this. He's hand-boning on his leg. It's fucking great. And then uh, Robotnik said a line that they had, like, a little exchange <laughs> so about uh, um, how he was going to, he, he murdered, like, Robotnik uh, murdered somebody and um, Tom was going to get worse. And Tom is, like, worse than death. And I was like, Tom is going to get expelled by Robotnik. <laughs> Because I am a Harry Potter nerd and I can't stop. And then I also wrote, Sonic is so fucking dumb. It was probably about him moving and panicking and going down the stairs. And then I wrote, convenient raccoon is convenient. Um, Because there was a raccoon eating a cake and Robotnik thought it was Sonic. And then it wasn't Sonic. Trash Panda X Machina. Um, And I said, Jim Carrey makes this movie not suck. And then I wrote, no movie with Jim Carrey can suck. (laughs) Um, I don't know when Fluffy Sonic happens, so just stop me when we get there. Uh, I said humans beat machines every time. And that's what I have to say about the robot revolution, because all fucking Tom fucking Joe over here had to do was hit the fucking robot and it broke, so the robot revolution isn't a thing, guys. It's not gonna happen. Um... Then I wrote, guy who is talking to a large blue talking hedgehog thinks the mushroom planet is unlikely. Because they had this whole conversation in the truck and he was like, this isn't who I am. This is why I need to do the things that I need to do. This is why I need to go to San Francisco to get the rings. And then he was like, I've got to go to the mushroom planet. And then Tom was like, mushroom planet, right. And then pulls over the car. And I was like, all right, that's where we drew the line. That's the mushroom planet. And that's where Fluffy Sonic happened. Okay. Sonic sprints off to the Pacific Ocean from Montana and then comes back with a fish on his head. They continue the road trip. Oh, before he... he... shakes off his fur quills. Fur? Quills? Fur quills. Yes. Quill furs. Shakes it all out and he becomes fluffy. And I was like, well, that's something I'll never be able to unsee. And I hated it. So, you know, I hated it. I must have been writing this note when that happened because I don't remember that. But I wrote, uh guy who doesn't know where san francisco is knows that he hit the pacific ocean (laughs) um which was and then i this i felt myself progressively oh god i pulled up fluffy sonic for america (laughs) that's what i looked like dude i was like what the fuck is this no also jesus christ are they quills or fur now i don't know It's not clear. He's supposed to be a hedgehog. <coughs> Sonic's fur. God. Sonic's fur is what the movie needs it to be when the movie needs it to be that. 
Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, I felt myself, like... Um, I felt myself, like, progressively age the longer I wrote this movie, or watched this movie, because I also wrote Sonic as an annoying fuck. Uh, you hate teenagers, don't you? I should, he's never had anyone to talk to! That's completely rational behavior! The irony of this is if anyone has known me in my entire life- That's all you do! That is genuinely- You just talk! Maybe that's why- You jibber jabber so hard! Maybe that's why it's annoying to me, is because I'm like, I need to- I need to talk, Sonic! I do the talking now, not you, small creature. Um... This movie was... Where are you at in your notes? Because my uh, next note's about the party. We really yada yada the resignation thing. Which I thought of on their way to the biker bar. The resignation thing? Yeah! He was going to resign and take up the position. We don't know if he ever got the job in San Francisco. We just know that they were waiting on his background, background check, check, right? So that's the stage that's at. And then... Uh, I'm almost 30, Green Gorilla. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, and he gives the practice speech that he's going to resign to the donut, but never, like, actually... We never see him actually do it at the police station or to, to a crowd of any kind. So, like, we just assume that he's got the job. And I just I just wrote, man, we really yada yada the resignation thing. That was going to be like a big plot point in this guy's life. And we just were like, fuck that shit. We're doing something else. That's just like a story hole I didn't like. Uh, what's next? Uh, yes, Sonic can't handle the biker bar. I wrote, um, this movie was a lot of really convenient things for me that just happened. And like, uh, for example, the, pa- uh, the trash panda eating cake, Sonic's quill being in the house before he's in the cage right after the power outage um all these things and so my next note about that is loud party is invisible till conveniently not right like he's walking up to the payphone and you hear no evidence of there being a a rowdy biker bar next door and as soon as we cut back to Sonic, like, faking that he's driving and having a good time, and then he looks to his left, and it's like, surprise, you're in the fucking greatest party of all time, and it's right there, and it's loud as fuck. There's exhaust going, There's people are spinning bikes around. There's fucking exhaust pipes you've never seen before that aren't physically possible. All this shit's crazy, and you're like, you just walked up to the payphone in silence? What is going on? It was really annoying to me. I was like... That's that. That's just amateurish production, which sucks because they spend so much money on the movie. Like, I get that, like, that was the thing was, like, oh, Sonic sees this in his ears, but I feel like we could have set that up of them driving up to him and him being like, you need to stay in the car, don't go to the party. Right. But they didn't. They just made it deathly silent and showed nothing around, and it was super dark and quiet until it wasn't. The biker bar was... My least favorite part of the movie. I'd love to know what the pitch was when they got to the scene and they were like, well, fuck, he he calls him back on the phone and then what? What what do they do then? And someone was like, what if they drink beer and do bar stuff? And no one could think of a better idea, so they just wrote that. That's what it seems like to me. Because, like my notes are, the plot has to plot, so Sonic has to be at the biker bar. I wrote Sonic is incapable of listening to anyone, ever. Yeah, he's just, he's terrible at listening to everyone. But that's a classic Sonic trope. Uh, And, like, they go in, and there's a whole ordeal in the biker bar, and, you know, James Marsden's like, alright, we can spare an hour to teach you how to be a person. And I was like, absolutely, you cannot do that. You absolutely... You haven't really experienced how bad it's going to get with Robotnik, but at this point, you fought a robot five times as it just slowly shrank to the side, tiny Not helicopter. Yet. Oh, was that after the biker bar? Yeah, because remember, they lose the hood of their... Right, that's right. But they did fight the so robot they, that they, shot they, up their house. Yeah, they fought the robot that put holes through the house. And that, to me, is enough of a threat that you're like, no, you can't spare an hour to fuck around. Also, you're a wanted fucking treason. Well, they don't find that out until they go to the hotel after True. the bike bar. Um, they don't. He, he doesn't know that he's a domestic terrorist. I mean, Robotnik told him. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, Robotnik told him, but that we at this point, Marzen thinks that Robotnik's a crazy person. Yeah. He doesn't think he's got any sway or anything. It's wild. I wrote Sonic blends in zero. He does not blend in at all. Um, I thought the hipster joke was pretty good, though. I also... That hipster gag was good. During this whole, like, uh, writing down his bucket list, I was like, we all know Sonic is going to stay on Earth, so stakes are false. Like, Yeah, there's no... And I know this is it would a be an, movie, It would be but... an insane twist if at the end of this movie, Sonic follows Eggman to the Mushroom Planet. Or even to a different planet. Or, yeah, or he just goes to another planet. That would be fucking bananas. Because no one would expect that shit. Everyone expects Sonic to stay on Earth after the events of this movie. So, and no one expects Sonic to die, because why would Sonic ever die? Your stakes are that maybe James Marsden's going to be in some sort of peril. Or maybe his wife's going to be in some sort of peril. And they are in pe- They do a good job of that, actually, when Sonic straight pushes him off the roof at the end. But the... It, like... I thought he had the, secretly... We've done around. a really awful job in the last 20 years of movies of making a film where there are stakes and a protagonist loses something legitimately. You're not going to find a fucking superhero movie where there's legitimate stakes. You're there for the marvel of it. Haha, <laughs> good joke. You're there to you're there to be entertained by the spectacle at a at a superhero movie. You're not there for the plot. The plot's irrelevant. The stories don't matter. None of these heroes are ever going to die. None of the like <laughs> Iron fu- Man. Yeah, fucking they killed them all. But Iron Do you think they're going to stay dead? Iron no, Man's- they're not going to stay dead. Iron Man dies at the end of the fucking thing because Robert Downey Jr. is old as fuck and they gotta do it again. They gotta do another... They gotta they set up the multiverse a million years ago. So of course they're gonna fucking kill people off at random now. They can afford to. You can't afford to kill a hero before you're done milking them for money and that is Disney and Marvel. Mike. Um, I wrote hipsters do suck. To get hipsters do suck, but that was a good joke. Um, I wrote, Sonic starts a bar fight and is incredibly violent, but has no power. Like, he punched that dude in the face, like, several times. He punched him so fast, too. <laughs> and, like, the guy did nothing. He, like, it was like a face massage. So, I'm like, so unless <laughs> Sonic's in, like, a little ball, he, like, literally has no power, or he's electric all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I quick, and I wrote another note that said, uh, Quicksilver and number five from Umbrella Academy. I just wrote that we had to X-Man in this movie, and I didn't think we needed to. Now, it should be understood that, of course, we're going to. Because what do you do with every super fast character that there is? The Flash. Dash. Dash. Number five, which isn't fast. He's not fast, but it's a similar thing. And fucking Sonic. Of course you're going to have a slow motion sequence. Why not have 11 of them? Why not do 11 slow motion sequences? Because that's what people are going to want to see. It pays. It's not dumb. It's cool as fuck. Super cool to see slow motion shit that doesn't make any sense to your brain. I think it's all, but it's hard for me because I feel like it's, especially since the Matrix, it's just been such a thing now that it's, we can rank them. We can sit there and go, oh, well, this one was better. This one was better. And for me, I think the best one still was Evan Peters' Quicksilver. Like that first time they showed him doing Quicksilver shit was probably the best They did it in two movies, right? They did it in two. One was when he got them all out of the house. That was a super dope sequence. But the second one was when he broke into the base. And he just fucked with that whole room so hard. Yeah, no, that... Oh, that was so cool. That was probably the best slow-mo speedster thing that I've seen I feel I like seen they happen. blew the majority of their budget doing that shit. Well, duh. <laughs> like, I, don't, I think they made a whole X-Men movie, and they were like, all right, now no one's going to get to use their powers because we got to do a dope Quicksilver scene. So no powers for anybody. Um, didn't Gavin Free work on that shit? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I could I look it up so. on IMDb, but uh, um, maybe. I also saw. I also wrote about the stupid bar fight. I really didn't like the bar fight. It, it, the bar fight was a very weak plot device to just carry the story forward. It was. It was almost like they were like, "Well, it's we have a fast guy. We have to put a quicksilver scene in here, and this is what they did to make that happen." Like, how can we make one happen? Oh, um, dude, you could have done so much, like, uh, fucking the street side cafe before Robotnik gets the hedgehog powers with the quill. 
he's chasing you through like write a sequence where he's chasing you through the streets and you like fix shit on the streets and direct missiles and shit away like that yeah. would have been dope as fuck and it wouldn't have been the same thing that we've seen a million times sonic has no regard for anyone but himself like well yeah he's a teenager he doesn't know how he doesn't have empathy and then all teenagers are psychopaths my last note I have two more notes about the bar fight, and then I will stop talking about it, because it's making me <laughs> upset. two more! I wrote, no one hops on the motorcycles to chase them. Oh, yeah! No one fucking bothers to, they're like, no! <laughs> Curse you! <laughs> We're Scooby-Doo villains, and back to drinking! And then I wrote, Sonic is a dick to people who need to poop, because he made the whole thing about the next yeah, person that did, uses a bathroom is not going to have any toilet paper. Yeah, but that's a funny joke if you're 13 years old. Yeah. I would like to know exactly how old Sonic is in this movie. I can look that up. Look that up. I'll vamp for you. Yeah, go ahead and read some of your notes. Uh, well, the problem is I'm well past half of my notes. I took a lot more notes in the first half of the movie than I did in the back half. Um, but we had to X-Men, and I think I'll sort of just talk about the... Um, I'll talk about the hotel scene. Because the hotel scene bothered me in a way. Uh, it's not a hotel, it's a motel. There's a distinct difference. Um, it just, it didn't make good on what it was trying to do. Yes, America. Sonic is canonically, in every game and every rendition that has ever been made, this is from Sega, 15. So he's 15 across the board. He also got alcohol He also never ages. Well, he could metabolize that shit at a million miles an hour. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure he's going to age in this rendition, because we saw him young and then he old. Yeah. But, yes, canonically in every he's Sonic always game, 15. he is 15. Oh, yeah. 15-year-olds suck. Uh, but no, like, they set up this whole emotional scene in the, in the, uh, in the motel room where Sonic is supposed to have had that time at the bar where he learns to become a person like a, a normal person and have normal people feelings and stuff and then it like they just put too many and you kind of it's hard because you've written yourself into a hard place where you have a character who likes to do a bunch of dumb shit all the time and doesn't know how to behave but you want them to have this heartfelt moment with their friend and the friend is trying to have the heartfelt moment briefly and Sonic's just a dick the whole time. So you're left... It's like the worst form of edging. You're left with just the... Uh, it just sucks. It sucks because there's no resolution in the scene. But it's also supposed to be like that. Yeah. In a way. He's not supposed to behave like an adult. He's 15 fucking years old with the worst case of ADHD I've ever seen. He doesn't know how to be a person. And he's not. He's a hedgehog. He doesn't know how to do any of that shit. So, it, like, it's... Right, but it's annoying because you don't want their version of right. Because that's not satisfying to an audience. My next, uh, since you have kind of stalled out on notes, I'll just keep going. I wrote fucking fart jokes. Oh yeah, I wrote fart jokes are bad. Um, that was my next eye roll moment. I was real annoyed with it when he farted and I was Unnecessary. Like, yeah, it really wasn't. It doesn't add anything anymore. After Shrek... We all kind of. It were... was funny in Shrek. It will always be funny in Shrek. It's not funny anymore. We're, we we we're did good. it. DreamWorks did it. They aced it. We don't need to do it again. Kids don't even really find them funny anymore. It's like, because kids know that farting's gross. No, it's just oh, like even like in my classroom, like no one makes comments when people fart anymore. Like it's like it's just so overdone and it's been so saturated in media that they've consumed that it's like. And. Um, and then I wrote a funny note for just our channel in general that Sonic is a dick to proxy because <laughs> he hates puns. That was a good pun, too. <laughs> um, I don't remember it exactly, but I remember going, oh, oh it that was, was good, though. He was going to the mushroom planet. He was telling about the mushroom planet, and he's like, oh, so you won't be the only fun, fun guy. guy there. Oh. And Sonic's like, don't you ever say Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> do that again. Was it like, was that... That's an interaction I have experienced in real life between Proxy Jack and Snowbow on more than one occasion. Or me and Proxy Jack. Like, it's a pun from Proxy, and someone somewhere goes, if you fucking speak again, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's every time. Every time. Um, 
My next note is about Robotnik tracking them, if you have any Well, else to okay. Say. Now, it's hard because I don't. Okay. Until, and like, the rest of my notes are going to go really fast on the back half of the movie. Um, then I have a lot to say about the next sequence, so buckle up, children. This is the first time America gets to talk a lot on the fucking right. <laughs> podcast. You have five minutes, rant and rave. Um... I said bullshit Robotnik because he like did like this uh, based on their car and the curvature of the earth and the speed limit and weather and all this stuff. And I was like, bullshit. Uh, he didn't account for stopping for sleep that night the entire bar fight. He just calculated like from where they left and how fast they would be going and the roads they would take. Um, he didn't account for fucking bathroom breaks, bladder size, food stops, nothing. Ro- and then I wrote Robotnik has clearly never road tripped before. Like... There, it's never just the car, the type of car, the speed, and the road you would take the best to get there. There's, like, eight billion cat-like things that can happen between then. So, um, and then I also wrote right after that, I like Robotnik more than Sonic, and then I wrote, how old am I? <laughs> You're, like, 45 years old. <laughs> I was like, this is giving you, me some existence. You are an ancient fuck. Um, Sonic destroys the tank, and I wrote premature celebration, because he just started dancing right after that. Oh god! And then I wrote lost dance. Uh, I wrote Sonic knows what a live stream is? Question mark. Uh, the amount of things that I didn't understand if Sonic knew or how he knew or what he did know slash wouldn't know was a lot. <laughs> what's the What's the runtime on the movie? It's an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half. Okay. Not in counting credits, like and stuff like that. I'm gonna say if if you didn't make the first horrendous version of Sonic, right? So let's say the current version of Sonic is the first thing that we see as a preview Mm -hmm. back in 2019 Mm -hmm. when the trailer came out, right? We see that and we go, okay, that's great. It looks good. It'll be fine, right? Mm -hmm. You can take a bunch more money that you would have wasted reanimating the whole damn thing and you can add a 30-minute sequence where you learn more about Sonic's life, you don't need more than 30 minutes. You don't even need 30 minutes. You need 10. Where you can learn about Sonic's life from the time he goes through the ring at the beginning of the movie and to where 10 years later happens. Because all you have is a screen that says 10 years later. And if you have a screen that says 10 years later, then you have to bite the bullet on suspending your disbelief on anything that the character can know. And that's really annoying. Because it's cool to be really integrated with a character and to understand what they understand and to know what they know and to like have a decent understanding of like when something's going to be shocking for that character or when something's not going to be shocking or when they know something that maybe they shouldn't know and if you you can see this happen in a lot of uh dungeons and dragons shows because those are shows specifically built around characters and it's, you have all the time in the world because you can make a session however long you want to make your session, even in just a D&D game, not even necessarily a show. Campaign 2 of Critical Role, the most subscribed to channel on Twitch for the last two years. As we not, found not out. the most subscribed to, but the most wealthy. Uh, Critical Role's Campaign 2 had over 115 episodes. They do one a week. I think they exclude the holidays. I'm not sure because I haven't watched a lot of Critical Role. But if you calculate that out, one campaign, like two years plus of getting to know characters and getting to understand the mindset of characters. So those are characters that you could never possibly put into a movie because there's just too much. There's so much backstory and everyone knows them so intimately. But when you have a, when you have the money for it and you're making a feature-length film and you have potentially an extra 30 minutes that you could fill out on backstory why not understandably it couldn't happen with this movie because the first one they made was an atrocity and they needed to reanimate it so they cost them a bunch of money but if they had that money and didn't have to reanimate it i would have loved to have seen a bunch of character building at the start of the movie about like why sonic's the way he is and how he got here and how he ended up in green mount or green falls or whatever green hill Green Hill, it's Green Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how all that shit happened, because that's that stuff's fascinating to me, and I really enjoy watching those sequences where you really get into the characters. 
But when you jump straight into action, it's kind of difficult to really, like, follow along and care. And, I mean, in this movie, they get to... Pardon me. In this movie, they get to play on the fact that we all love Sonic from our childhood. They get to play the nostalgia card, which... Ah, the nostalgia card. Sucks. Because that's all anyone's doing anymore. All the comic book movies that exist just play on nostalgia. And we keep doing Spider-Man's origin story because... Reasons? I really am tired of hearing about the spider. Uh, like... Or the not-spider. Or Batman's origin story. It doesn't matter. Everything's a nostalgia button. And that sucks because we could do character building. And that could be really fun. I'm going to get through this sequence and then we can call time. Um, first of two episodes. Yeah. Uh, Sonic is the king of premature celebration because not only does he do it once. <laughs> he oh does no. it like four times. He does it after every robot he destroys. Um, I mean, yeah. Take pride in the fact that you popped all those robots. But like, hang on. If you see one like robot come out of another robot, I would just assume that there's just going to be more robots. Right. Um, I wrote my taxpayer dollars are going to good use if they are funding Robotnik's robots. Ha <laughs> ha! Have you ever wondered where your tax dollars go? Because I'm I'm for it. Um, and then I wrote Tiny Robot is best robot. Tiny Robot is best robot. It did did the best job out of all the robots. Sometimes less is more, children. Um. And that's kind of where I will leave off with my notes, because then I pick up where the sister and everything. So, All right. Yeah, that's the first half of the movie, actually, probably about square. Thereabouts. That's the about the first half, and we get into some fun in the second half. So we're going to... I was a lot more happy and hype in the second half. You can ask James. I yeah, was like... <laughs> yeah, she, the story didn't correct things. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be the end of episode one. We'll stop recording and pick up again in a couple minutes. Goodbye.